You know who I ran into randomly earlier this week? Kathleen O'Neill. Kathleen O'Neill. Yeah, I fucking know. Yeah, do you know? You know what we did? We ended up having coffee together. Yeah, and you went on the teeter-totters that are right next to my office. I know they are. I know. And we went to the coffee that is right next to your office as well. And in fact... You're a son of a bitch. During the conversation, I actually said, you know, Andrew works like right around the corner from here. And she just kind of shrugged. And then moved on to a different topic. So do with that what you will. Yeah, that sounds about right. But uh, I would never want to create an awkward situation just for my own enjoyment. That's insane. That's the work of a madman. (laughs) But I'm just saying that she just shrugged off your entire friendship in one uninterested gesture. Wow. I don't know why. I thought for sure you were going to start the episode then. I 100% was going to start the I was going to start the episode. And then the silence kept going so long that I went... What if I just sat here and waited to see if he would actually say anything? Or if we just were in such a Mexican standoff that we would just sit here in silence for an hour and then shut off the mics? Is Mexican standoff a racist term? I don't think it is, but when I said it, it felt like it was. It felt racist, but I don't think it is. It sounded racist. But that might have just been because it was coming out of you. That's true. It's a gift, really. Ah, yeah, everybody! Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and finish off a cake jar my name is chris trebel alongside me as always is my co-host andrew dunn say hello andrew i'm not gonna make it to the end of the episode i might not make it through this episode because i got home from building a set at 4 30 in the morning last night and then i got up at six to go to work all right well then let's dive right into it let's get into it let's not dilly dally let's not puss around let's not fuck off anymore let's not beat around the bush anymore let's get right into it Let's not just circle jerk each other into oblivion. Let's get right into it. You know what I mean? I don't know if I know what you mean. Let's not gild the lily. (laughs) Let's not pad the pad. Let's get into it. You know what I mean? You know? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Can't waste any more time. A wasted second is the devil's orgy. I don't know. (laughs) That's a thing. Okay? Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. All right? Uh Uh-huh. Right? Yep. Okay, good. Oh, first of all, actually, before I get into the news, this is not me padding the episode anymore, but uh, just a real quick shout out. Terry Jones died, and that sucks. Yeah. And um, one of the founding members of Monty Python, I mean, it's funny because I was trying to think of other things that he's done, and then I stopped because I went, he founded Monty Python. What else do you want from him, you asshole? Like, what else do you need after that? Career over. That's it. Change the face of comedy for generations to come. You don't have to do anything after that. He actually did. He he directed many, many things, but still, good on you, Terry. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I shouted that out. And now, let's get to the news. Uh, So, Andrew, I've got a couple of things, pretty hot off the presses stuff. A little bit of Marvel, a little bit of DC, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. What do you want to start with? The choice, as always, is yours. Marvel? Too bad! I want to talk about Obi-Wan! So it just came over the wire, I think yesterday, uh, maybe even today, but Obi-Wan, or Kenobi, as the series is called, on Disney+, Plus, has been put on hold as calls go out for new scripts. This is according to The Hollywood Reporter right here. 
they had, let's see here, I think it was two scripts already done. And then they were about to go into development. They were about to go into getting ready to film this thing. And Disney Plus has pulled the plug. Not on the series. That's still a go. Ewan McGregor is still attached for it. Deborah Chow, the director, is still still attached for it. But the storyline, whatever they were going to go with as the storyline, has been jettisoned. And they're starting from scratch all over again. Ewan McGregor has come out and said... It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. This is all the, everything that the media is making this out to be is a bunch of horseshit. And don't worry. It's all fine. But I got to ask the obvious question on this one is, is this actually a big deal? Or is this just par for the course of how things are done in Hollywood? I'm with you and McGregor. I, it doesn't sound like a big deal. The way he explains it. Um, in fact, the uh, in the I think you're talking about the variety interview he did the interviewer brings it up to him and he didn't even know about it. And he's like, no, I think everything's fine. I feel like they would have told me. And he was like, are you talking about the, the second draft of the script? And the guy's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, oh yeah, they want to, they want to rewrite some scenes. And he was like, it actually was about the rise of Skywalker being over. They have a lot of screenwriters who are now available. And there's a lot of people over at Disney who are now like free to be able to work on stuff like this. So they just want to make sure that the script is really good before shooting. And he said, um, even they're not pushing back the release date. Like the release date is going to be exactly the same. They're just start shooting in, um, spring or maybe early, like late winter of next year, as opposed to summer of this year. And he actually, I have a quote here. He said, I, I think the scripts are great. They're in really good shape. Uh, they want them to be better. I think we keep our same air date. All good. I didn't realize until we got here tonight and everybody is going, oh my God, but it's really not as dramatic as it might seem. Okay. I can see that. I will say, I actually think it's a little odd that maybe you McGregor didn't even know about it. Him saying that it's not that big of a deal. Obviously, he doesn't know the full scope of what is happening. Now, neither do I. I'm not making it seem like I do. Well, but it sounds like he did know. But someone was like, oh, my God, this crazy thing that happened. And he was like, what crazy thing? And he had to figure out, oh, you mean that small thing that we're doing? I see what you're saying. Padding some of the scenes or whatever. Right. I mean, they're also cut down. Again, this is not making my point any more valid than than his point but they did cut the project down from six episodes to four as well so they're also getting rid of four episodes now this might just be because they actually didn't do that let me find the variety interview again okay this is what it says on the hollywood reporter is that sources say the project is being reconfigured from six episodes to four so if you want to have a go about this andrew if you want to get into it we'll get into it we'll do that all right yeah you want to do that pop open a cake jar and go at it what do you say yeah, maybe you should. Maybe you should have a cake jar. Maybe you should have a, uh, have a cake jar. I dare you to have okay. You don't have the balls <laughs> to have a cake jar, Andrew. Okay, so maybe... You it's, don't have the balls. Okay, so maybe it's not that he knows for a fact, but it did say that um, when asked about reports that the series had been shortened from six to four episodes, McGregor denied them, saying, quote, I haven't heard that. Well, McGregor just shows up, though, doesn't he? I mean, he's just like, are we done yet? And they're like, not yet. He's like, all right, that's what he does. That's how acting works. Usually what he does is he he jumps down from the rafters and goes, hello there. That's that's true. That's his signature move. I think that's going to be the title of the first episode, isn't it? The other day I watched a 14 minute long video explaining why he says hello there. I'm, I'm a little confused on how you decide to use your time. 
you well, watched... I was very curious, right? Like, I was like, how do you have a 14-minute-long video about this? And it was actually <laughs> extremely in-depth. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on. So let's go back. It wasn't that you were curious about the phrase hello there. No, you were no. curious on how someone made 14 minutes out of this. Yes. And to figure that out, you had to watch all 14 minutes of it? No, I didn't finish it. But it showed up in, like, my recommended. How far? Wait, no. Be honest. How far did you get into it? Probably about halfway. Half Seven minutes? Wait, so you watched seven minutes on two words? Well, it was interesting, yeah. Was it? Yeah, there's an entire chapter. Was chap- it? Yeah, there's like a, an entire chapter. Was it? Yeah, there's like an entire chapter of a like Star Wars like art book or something that goes into depth about why he said it. And it's echoing his very first words in the original trilogy, which are, hello there. It's one of those things that sounds poetic, but isn't, you know? Yeah, it's like it rhymes. Mm. I think that's how George Lucas put it. Yes. Okay. There. I see what you're saying. Does that make it better? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I had this Obi-Wan news as well in mine, and what I said was, breaking news regarding the Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries. There is no news regarding the Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries. <laughs> you're cute. You're a cute one. Thank you. You're cute. Yep, that's All what right. I do. What do you got? That isn't the thing that I was going to say. Grab your guns and pray to the Confederate flag because liberal snowflakes are taking Apu away from the Simpsons. I... <laughs> when Hank Azaria, who currently voices the Indian-born character, was asked about the controversy surrounding the voice, he said... Quote, all we know there is I won't be doing the voice anymore. Unless there's some way to transition it or something, what they're going to do with the character is their call. It's up to them, and they haven't sorted it out yet. All we've agreed on is I won't do the voice anymore. We all made the decision together. We all agreed on it. We all feel like it's the right thing and good about it. What do you think about this? I mean, fine. Whatever. Like, here's the thing. First of all, I haven't seen The Simpsons in in a little while. So, it's no skin off my back. But the other thing, I think that's a racist term as well. But the other (laughs) thing is that, first of all, in The Simpsons, there are somewhere around 268 characters. Hank Azaria voices, I think, somewhere around 267 of them. So, (laughs) And the other 10 actors voice the other one character. (laughs) Exactly. Together. They each take a word. I mean, the other thing is this. Listen, first of all, people are going... Are they going to just get rid of Apu, or are they going to have somebody else do the voice? Well, unless they decide to cast a a voice actor that is racially accurate to the character itself, no, they're not. Because one of the whole points is that a white guy is doing a voice for a person that is not the same race as him and doing it poorly. I shouldn't say poorly. It's doing it in a very stereotypically way. So no, they're probably just going to phase the character out, which again, there's somewhere around last time I checked, 312 characters in The Simpsons, and losing one of them, you're not even going to notice it. Unless it was Homer Simpson, you weren't going to notice this. Secondly, all of the people that are complaining about how this might be PC gone mad, or this isn't that big of a deal, guess what? That means you're not the race that Apu is supposed to be depicting. I can tell you that right now. So you can go ahead and sit down and shut up because <laughs> there's an entire documentary made, which is kind of how they got this ball rolling about how, for some reason, we all just went along with this. And I'm guilty as much as anybody as being a fan of The Simpsons, of just watching this character over the generations and going, yeah, it's funny. 
and not really thinking about the ramifications of portraying something. Well, like it was a different time. We were not as sensitive. We were not as like racially and and like nationally sensitive on these issues. Yeah. And like I said, if this was a six character show and they were losing a poo, then maybe I'd I don't want to say worry about it, but maybe I think it's a bigger deal. But last time I checked, there's somewhere around 427 characters on The Simpsons, and Hank Azaria voices 432 characters. So what the? it doesn't matter. You're not going to notice that this guy is gone anyway. He wasn't really integral to it. Two things that I have on this. One, I really like how Hank Azaria is treating it. I remember him saying... Something in an interview akin to, I love voicing this character and I love Apu. I love him very much. It's it's like having a best friend. Like I treat, that's how it feels like to me. I see him every day and, you know, he comes out and we speak to each other and, and he, but he was like, but at the end of the day, I love this character so much that if this character is hurting other people, it needs to be changed. We need to take him out back and shoot him in the head. (laughs) God. So like, I like that Hank Azaria is on the right side of things. But the other thing, uh, I was actually talking to a friend of mine, I think it was Jeff, who um, was your substitute host when you were on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. There was one episode where I wasn't here. I get it. Yeah, I have to bring it up at least once an episode. So he he had a good and interesting idea, which was like, what if Apu gets into an accident of some kind? And in order to... And becomes white. (laughs) Well, what about the opposite? They have to do something that affects his voice. They have to do surgery, and his voice changes. Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, and listen, I could see them going that way. I could see them just flat out like, no, we're just going to recast it now. Uh, this is a pie-in-the-sky type of idea, but, and I'm not saying to actually do this, but like, I could see them just out of nowhere being like, no, Camille Nunjani is going to do this character from now on. That's it. <laughs> we're not going to acknowledge it. We might make one joke about it for the first time, but that's it. It's not a plot line. It's not a thing. Just from now on. He's the one doing it. He's a funny guy. He can do this. It's not It's not as racially insensitive. So there it is. That being said, like, Hank Azaria is right. It's, it's lovely that you can tell he has a reverence for not just this character, but all the characters he voices. But at the same time, like, he, this is not what he set out to do. This isn't the type of show that The Simpsons is. This isn't South Park in the early 2000s of, like, let's see how many feathers we can ruffle. It's The Simpsons. It's a good, smart satire, but it's not out there to, like, piss people off. So why would you have a character that's out there doing that? He's like, no, that if that if the character's going to cause people discomfort and pain, then the last time I checked, I get paid about $10 million a word anyway, so what's the difference if I'm not doing one of my 633 characters that I have to do? This, actually, I just saw this come over... Marvel's Howard the Duck and Tigra and Dazzler are gone from Hulu. Yeah, I just saw that too. Yeah, so this just happened. Gone. So to take it back a little bit, Hulu had ordered for Marvel Entertainment, for Marvel Television, four series. You had Howard the Duck, Tigra and Dazzler, Modoc and Hitmonkey. Modoc and Hitmonkey are still on. It's so strange. Like, you get rid of Howard the Duck... And <laughs> I will say, I, well, let me just flash forward to my question then. Uh, would you have rather one of the other four to go other than Howard the Duck and Tigra and De- and Dazzler? Uh, I, I probably would have kept Howard the Duck and Modoc, But 
it's still a weird one because like no one fucking knows Modok, you know, only like super nerds. Right. So like, it's a very strange one to keep. And like Tigra and the Dazzler, they're the humans, you know what I mean? Like they're the ones that you'll, that regular Joes will be able to relate to the best. They're also the only female characters in this group. Right. Howard the Duck is probably the most well-known character in the group because he had a semi big budget movie at some point. Still not super well-known, but like there is some name recognition there. Right. There's also a lot of buzz because he was in one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So like people probably were like, oh, that's what that was. It was a reference to a comic called Howard the Duck or whatever. So it just seems like an odd choice to me to get rid of those two. Right. I agree with you. As far as Howard the Duck, it's very interesting that this is one of the ones that they would put on the chopping block because he does have that name recognition, not only from the movie from the 80s, but also, like you said, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. So an actual new generation kind of knows who this character is or has an idea of who they think this character is. And, and just on a personal note, that was the one of the four. That's the one I was the most looking forward to. And I think a lot of people said that was the one they were most looking forward to. So I'm a little surprised on that. Well, and that one had um, Kevin Smith developing it too. Yes. And so that you had like this really good mesh of character and creator, not creator, but, but, um, yeah, yeah. Person in charge. Developer. Developer, thank you. And so that one over Tiger and Dazzler really surprised me. Well, also, they had stopped... For Tiger and Dazzler, they had, like, paused the whole thing in back in December because of everybody's favorite excuse, creative differences or something. So that one's really not much of a shock. I think, again, I think the, the positive outpouring from the fans of Howard the Duck is going to have a lot of people kind of scratching their heads of, like, Really? That You couldn't make that one work somehow. You couldn't give it a shot. Which also means that we're probably not going to get The Offenders, which was going to be the four series kind of coming together at the end. And who knows? This is so fresh that like it's possible that they just canceled it because they don't want them all to come out at the same time. Maybe they want to scatter it a little more and they're just putting it off like a couple years or three years. I don't know. Sure. Sure. That's absolutely true. I would not be surprised if, if at least Howard the Duck gets revived if you can say that of a show that hasn't come out yet but if it gets like you said they're gonna they're gonna release the first two and then they're gonna be like we're bringing back howard the duck it is actually happening i wouldn't be surprised if this gets revived because of how many people were so excited about it i wonder if they're doing something else with these characters you know that is definitely a possibility again especially with howard the duck yeah there was rumor that he was gonna pop up in endgame People have said if you try to look at the big battle sequence in Endgame, he's there. I don't think that's actually true, but I haven't seen a, a frame of it. But some people have said that he's there or should be there. Well, and James Gunn is coming back for Guardians 3. Yeah. So, you know, it wouldn't be surprising for him to make another appearance. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just like, listen, this character, as much as we want to create a, a an entire show around him, we want to save that brand. We want to, you know keep him in the Marvel Universe and keep him the fans with that version of the character in mind because we're going to try and do something with him later on down the line. We want to keep him in reserve. Yeah. Which that's the only smart reason I could see getting rid of this series. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you, what else, what else you got? We are just banging him out today. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. We are not just pussyfooting around it. We are not wasting time. We're not blowing smoke up the old 
pi- windpipe. Wait, what? No, we're not blowing smoke up each other's asses. We're not sitting here sucking dick and jerking off. We're not doing any of that. This isn't just chuffa. It's not just a bunch of filler. We are just blowing right through this. This is a tight episode. A tight 4-5, as they call it in the biz. Karen Gillan wants to play Batgirl in the upcoming DC film, and I think that's one of the best Batperson casting choices I've ever heard, second only, perhaps, to Rudy Giuliani. She said, Batgirl would be pretty cool. Yeah, she's a redhead. (laughs) And when she was asked about directing a DC property, she said, quote, Batgirl would be cool for that as well. My favorite film in that world, my favorite one is Dark Knight. I just love the way that one is directed so much. So I would just love to work in that world as a director. Come on, DC, look over this way. Now, Gail Simone added on Twitter, quote, As one of Batgirl's longest-running writers, I would totally endorse Karen Gillan as Batgirl. She'd kill as Barbara. Wait, hold on. Hang on a second. Just give me a hot second for a second. What's, ha- what's a... happening? Just give me a second. Hold on. You circle jerking into oblivion? Yep. When am I not? Oh, okay. Did you not know who Karen Gillan is? Oh! It took a second. Yep. No, I totally knew. I, of course, knew who she was of course i knew that she's nebula of course i knew that you dumb shit yeah of course no i you don't you don't have to tell me that i yeah you have I, you have the internet I, I, I know i know how to get to google i know who it is you don't have to tell me that but for but for the people listening out there that aren't as you know as knowledgeable about it as say uh, you know an expert like like you or I or 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 you or or me uh that I, you know that they might not have known so it's good that you said that but you did I mean I knew I knew exactly who you were talking about the whole time I think it's a great so idea that girl will be written by the bumblebee writer Chris Christiana Christiana Hodson you know I'm actually fine with that I didn't see bumblebee but I've heard it's actually not terrible i've heard it's it's pretty good i've heard it's a fun time which just even from the trailers of bumblebee and the kind of the vibe they were going for that's the type of vibe that i think you want with batgirl it's a slightly lighter tone a more fun tone and that's the type of tone that gail simone had in her run of batgirl yeah and i think that's important to capture especially if you're going listen we don't know what the robert pattinson batman is going to look like but just based on the the other DC EU properties. Let's go. Let's go more Shazam, less Man of Steel. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good. And especially as soon as you like, I'll tell you what, as soon as you said that name, I was like, perfect. I mean, you don't even have, you, you could have stopped as soon as you said her name. Cause I knew exactly who you were talking about. And, uh, you know, I, I was on board from the moment you said Karen Guh, and I was like, yes, you know, I'll be honest. You said Kuh, and I was like, yep, I know exactly who he's going to say and exactly where she's from. And I am on board for exactly what he's talking about. So name me three things she's been in. Guardians of the Galaxy. Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And Endgame. Nailed it. God damn it. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right. So, Andrew, we just talked about Obi-Wan. Uh, I always call it Obi-Wan. It's not. It's Kenobi. 
Kenobi being delayed, which is a bummer for Star Wars fans. But there's hope. In fact, I would say there's even a new hope, if you will. Because Taika Watiti has been approached to do a Star Wars film. Hey, nice. Yeah. Let's be honest. First of all, after Thor Ragnarok, everyone was calling for this, right? Everyone was like, give him one of those. And then he got nominated for an Oscar, and that pretty much seals the deal. So here's my question, actually. This is a question I'm coming up with just off the dome here. As good as I think Taika Waititi would be good at doing a Star Wars film. Man, I am really just nailing it with my sentences today, aren't I? I'm just crushing it. Really doing well here. You are circle jerking us into oblivion. (laughs) Really? Which, as we know, is the devil's orgy. As much fun as a Star Wars film by Taika Waititi would be, do you think that at the end of the day, Disney will not fire him from this? (laughs) I think it depends on the project he gets. Right. Like, if he gets an anthology movie that's, like, low budget, that's about, like, Ewoks on Endor or whatever, Mm -hmm. I think they'd totally just pass the ball to him and be like, go crazy, man. Okay. If they give him a Skywalker... But if you think it's a saga movie... Right. If they give him a Skywalker movie, I think there are going to be creative differences. Yes, I 100% agree. But I am very intrigued to see all the characters that have New Zealand accents. That is... Yes, that's true. Did you... I mean, have you watched The Mandalorian yet? No. Okay, okay. Because he directed the last episode the final episode of the season and it's fantastic there is a long very funny bit that is clear as soon as i saw it it was like oh taika watiti directed this episode and it's with jason sudeikis as a um like as a speed biker and it's really funny but i was like this only works in like a star wars series like if you tried to do this in a star wars movie, if you think people lost their shit for their for the your mom bit in last jedi then whatever Taika Waititi has got up his sleeve is going to just send you into a psychotic spiral. Like, it's just not going to be... But that's sort of the difference, though, right? Is that, like, Taika Waititi's humor in his films is super subtle. And it always comes from a place of, like, backstory on the characters, the situation. It all has to make sense. It all has to be something that that character would actually do with a specific objective in mind. Because, like, that's the weird thing about that whole thing. Like, it didn't make sense because we were like, wait, do they have cell phones? Because he's like, oh, I'm on hold. They put people on hold in Star Wars? Like, is that a thing that happens? You know, it was very strange. Yes, that's true. However, I will point us to the case of Lord and Miller v. Solo and how that all worked out. Where it was reported that a lot of humor was being injected into Solo. And a lot of improv and and kind of doing what Lord and Miller do. And even that, they were removed from that project. Sure. But, like, you know what else had a lot of improv humor? The new Ghostbusters movie. The Paul Feig one. Just because you're putting comedy in something, that doesn't mean it works. And I think that Taika Waititi is really good at making humor work. And we saw that better than anything. I, I think you haven't seen the movie yet, but Jojo Rabbit. I have not seen Jojo, yeah. I've seen clips of it, but I have not seen it all. I mean, yeah, if you've seen the trailer, you can tell that, like, he is taking the most socially traumatic and serious event, maybe in the world ever, and turning it into a comedy. And he does it flawlessly. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you for his style and his sense of humor. And I think he'd be great. I mean, obviously, he can direct an action movie, if nothing else. 
Um, and I think he can bring with the right material. I think you're right. I think he can bring a lightness to it that Star Wars, especially sometimes lacks and sometimes it's dripping with pathos, which would be nice to see something a little different. But I'm excited about this, but with slight trepidation, because I think this is not this might not go the distance. I'm interested to see, though, what the project is that gets announced that he's doing. And then I'm interested to see who they replace him with. Okay, so we got, I think we got time for one more. Do we have time for one? Or are we doing, when are we doing reading assignment? When are we doing that? We can do it in this episode, but I do have one quick one that I want to just ask you a quick question about. Okay. Doolittle is absolutely tanking in theaters, and I wanted to give us, two unqualified idiots who haven't even seen the movie, a chance to discuss why. Excellent. Fantastic. Do you want me to start, or do you want to start? Do you have any ideas? Like, I'm not even really sure. On why it's tanking? I mean, it looks terrible, but I don't know that I could put it into words why, you know? Well, I think it looks like Robert Downey Jr. is giving one of those performances that he likes to do where there's just no control of him. (laughs) Like, (laughs) looks like he's just like, I'm going to show up. I just came off of Endgame. I don't know if you saw it. But it's the most successful movie in the history of the human species. So I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And you're going to roll the camera. And I don't really care what the script is or what the plot is. We're just going to roll with this and then go with it. I'm not saying it's just him. But I, that from the trailers, that's the type of performance it seems like he's giving. All of it looks like it's shot on a green screen that is pinned up in a person's living room. And shot on an iPhone. Like, nothing looks real. And nothing looks real. Except for the human beings that are standing on the green screen objects. Yeah. And so there's this weird, like, clash of this really oddly cleaned veneer of a CGI world with actual people. And then, you know, at the end, he pulls a bagpipe out of a dragon's asshole. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to look up if someone has that scene online. I have to see it. (laughs) Start by looking at Pornhub and go from there. (laughs) It's probably not bad advice, actually. Yeah, just type in the keywords bagpipe and asshole. Oh, God. And then just, I think it'll be on there. If it's not, you'll at least find something entertaining to watch. To masturbate to. The movie is on track to lose $100 million. Yes. It's insane. It's ridiculous. All right. Do you want to talk about uh, the reading assignment? I do want to talk about the reading assignment. Okay. So you assigned me. This was an interesting one, actually. Um, You assigned me. What is this called? Thor? Metal Gods. Metal Gods. I almost said Hammer of the Gods, but that's not right. Thor Metal Gods. Um, This is on Serial. That's what it is. I almost said Stitcher. I was like, that's not right either. (laughs) Serialbox.com. Yep. This is on SerialBox.com, which is a series of... I I looked into this afterwards because I found it really interesting. This is a... a, You could get it on the App Store as well. I I would assume it's on Google Play. But this is a subscription, like a premium podcast type of thing that you can subscribe. And they have a lot of different storytelling podcasts, narrative podcasts. Um, The one you gave me was Thor Metal Gods. I got to listen to the first episode. I didn't get a chance to listen to the second episode. But the first episode, just kind of going off of that, it's interesting. This is a new art form. This is a new way of 
of telling these stories, which I was interested in looking into. Marvel had already put out their own Wolverine miniseries that I think is now up to two seasons. And this is a new one featuring Thor. And it's interesting. Before I get to that, so the basic premise, at least from the first episode, is that Loki... Star begins in in 1989, and Loki is in a heavy metal band in London. (laughs) Yes, you heard that correct. And then the second half of the episode is Thor landing on an asteroid and fighting a giant tiger. Both of which I was like, well, I'm intrigued to see where all of this goes. So they have that at least going. The one problem, and this is really the only problem I had with the whole thing, is that, and this has to do with the structure, the art form that we're dealing in, which is podcasting and audible storytelling, is that there's kind of a pacing issue when it comes to these things. Because it's all kind of one pace. And there is one sequence in particular where Thor is literally fighting a giant tiger, and it is the slowest pace possible. There is no (laughs) quicken in the tempo of the narrative or anything like that. It's just the same thing, the same pace no matter what we're describing and i was like oh my gosh well it's interesting too it's not just the pace it's the style of writing this sort of had the opposite problem from what we reviewed last time last week which was pro volume that one had a real problem with like being hyper casual and just everything is very short succinct you're a slut i stole your man right (laughs) right right i'm upset because i didn't become the mayor And this one is like, you know, he treaded lightly, his soft boots hitting the snow, you know, like it's a lot of like overly done, very well thought out, incredibly beautiful language. But like when the point is to drive the plot along and you want to be on the edge of your seat, it it doesn't uh, lend itself to that very well. Yeah, it is one of those things where they feel they need to describe. And I understand what what they're thinking is, is that you're painting a picture. And so you want the listener to be able to really feel and see and sense every single detail about this world all through the magic of words. And in some cases it works because in some cases you can do that. Like the opening when they're describing Loki going to a heavy metal gig and the rain and everything like that, it really sets the tone for everything and, and you can do that. It's just basically the story of Loki getting ready for a rock concert. So you can take your time with that. You can describe every single detail because it's not like a fast paced action. But like I said, there is a scene where Thor is then fighting a giant tiger. And I'm like, you need to quicken this up. Thor, you know, at one point, Thor flies through the air and hits a wall of ice. And they go into such description of like, the what the ice sounded like and felt like when Thor hit it and da da da. And they talk about all that. I'm like, just he broke the ice. He hit it so hard, he broke the ice. Then he got his hammer. And you know what I mean? Like, just keep going with it and make it move along. Give me the sense of the battle that's happening right now. It actually felt a little bit like what should have been the most high energy, high stakes moment was actually kind of boring. Yes, absolutely. That's what I thought. Now, like I said, that's honest to God. That's the only criticism that I actually had about this. I actually really enjoyed it. And it was interested to see where the next episode goes and see the, the story that they're telling. Like I said, this is a new kind of art form for 
these type of characters. And I think it's one that could really work. You could really do something with this. I'd be interested to actually see more like a Batman podcast. Yeah. Because I think it it really lends it to like a noir or mystery. I mean, the real life crime, the true crime podcasts that have made it. Right. Can you imagine getting like Kevin Conroy to do like a detective Batman featurette? Yes. Absolutely. You have things like Serial that's out there, the true crime podcast that is like a mega hit. And all the other stuff from this episode, like I said, the Loki things, it was at that type of noir, dark type of pace. And so that was the most intriguing part. The action-y comic book part of this was actually the least interesting. So I'm like, I'm wondering how Thor, the character like Thor, works in this. But that's not to say that no character wouldn't work in this. Like I said, Batman, it made me interested to listen to the Wolverine podcast because I could see that character really working. I've listened to some of that. It was hard for me to get into it really well, but really, I might need to give it another chance. Right, right. But I do, I like it. It's very cool. Uh, like I said, Thor, Metal God is on Serial. Serial app is on the App Store in Apple. Uh, do you have the Serial app on your Android? Do you, is it on there? I imagine it's there. I just listen to it on my computer at work on like SerialBox.com. Okay. Yeah. So if you're interested, check this out because it's not just that one podcast. There's a ton. If you're a nerd, it looked like they had a ton of different narrative podcasts with a lot of characters that people who are fans of this show would would actually really dig so that is something to check out and uh it's written by a bunch of great writers it's it's narrated by daniel gillies who was um john jameson in the fur uh, i think in spider-man 2 with the uh, toby Maguire. yes um He's very good as well. He's got a great voice. He does. He has a really good voice. He has a very, his voice, I think he's trying to do this on, pers- on purpose, but he can impersonate Chris Hemsworth pretty well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty good. It's funny though, too, because he's not doing it exactly. I think he has a Scottish accent as Chris Hemsworth. He sounds a little bit like a mix between Chris Hemsworth and Sean Connery. Sean Connery. I 100% thought that too. And for, I was like listening to it and I was like, oh, the key to a good Chris Hemsworth is a little Connery. <laughs> just a dash. Just a dash of Connery. Yeah, just a dash of Connery. Yeah. Cool. So there's that. I got to give you a reading assignment. I did not think of one ahead of time, but I can have one ready for, to go in just a second because I think I just thought of what I want to do. Hold on a second. Give me a second. Hold on a second. I think... What are we, circle jerking into oblivion? You're in love with that phrase. You're... I mean... <laughs> I mean I'm very intrigued by what it means. Like the literal, what would be a circle jerk into oblivion? Uh, don't overthink it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to definitely give you this one. Okay, so your reading assignment for next week is Batman White Knight. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Do you know anything about this? Nope. Never heard of it. Excellent. Sounds racist, though. Uh, it is. It's super racist, and that's why it's right up your alley, you big old racist. I can't wait. You big old bigot. I should tell you, I had to go to the DMV, <laughs> which meant I had three hours to kill. So I brought a few comics, and I managed to get some out of the way. And so you might eventually be reading as a reading assignment Lumberjanes mm. or Moon Knight, which I read. Ooh, very yeah. Good. Oh, wait. Which? Wait. Did you go to the DMV in, in the city or New Jersey? In Jersey City. Oh, okay. Well, then, never mind. Because I found a great DMV here in New York, but (laughs) fuck you. Why, if I live in New Jersey, would I go to the New York City DMV? That means you can't have a New York City license? You could have already had a license and then moved to New Jersey. Same way that I used to have a Pennsylvania license, and I only now, after living here for over a decade, had to get a New York license. You dipshit. 
So why would I go to the New York DMV if I was living in Jersey? There's nothing I could do. Because what if you were going to just renew your license? You have to go in for that? Uh, yes. Cause they, I think you can just send no, a letter No, because they have to retake your picture. That's bullshit. At least that's the way they used to, they did it in PA. I don't know what they do here in New York. This is fantastic content. <laughs> this is... But we have time to do this because we kept it so tight, so lean. You know? This is what the people want to know, Chris. This is true. They this want to know how the DMV works in New York City. That's what they come here for. That's what they come to this show for. All right. What? How much time do we? How How long was this? It'll be about forty five minutes after it's done editing. What? Yeah, but what number? What? How many minutes are we at right now? Tell me. Fifty four. Ah, yeah, that was pretty good. All right. All right. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Don't all right. cut any of this out. All right. Cool. All right. Well, then that's it. That's it. We can done. We're done. I can circle jerk myself into oblivion once again. <laughs> hey Andrew. Hey Andrew. What? What? what hey what, Andrew. What, what? What? Hey Andrew. What? Hey Andrew. Yes. What do they say? I'm just going to record myself saying that and just loop it forever <laughs> until you just have a psychotic <laughs> breakdown. Where can they find us? They can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, or SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can also find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram. Subscribe, follow us. You can find us on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can give us some money, which is always wonderfully accepting. Money, 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 money. was in a sentence. We, the person you gave a shout out to uh, gave us a donation. I don't remember that person's name. She did give us a donation. She yeah, Maria? A patron. Yes. Yeah, she texted me to let me know she became a patron. So way to go, Maria. Yeah, so when that goes through, I think on the first of the month, we'll get in touch with you, Maria, and we'll uh, we'll see what license you want, and uh, we'll send you some sweet merch. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, yeah. patreon.com slash themedialunchbreak. You can send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. And you can even check out, we just revamped our website, www.themedialunchbreak.com. Ooh, brand spanking new. Oh, and also, thank you to our, our very first patron who's still with us, Thanks, Julie. Julie. Thank you, Julie. You're the best. All right. And that's everything. That's everything. That's it. We did a thing. We did. And we kept it under an we hour. We kept it under an hour. I don't know how. Yeah, because we're at what? 50... Are we at 57 minutes right now? 56. 56 we really minutes. circle jerked this podcast into oblivion. We really did. And it's we're at 56 minutes now. We're four minutes shy of an hour. We didn't even go over an hour. There's, but by the time this no is edited, way, it's not going to be 56 minutes. There's no way that, we, that this episode is going to go over an hour at this point. There's no possible way right, we couldn't even find anything that's... else to talk about for the this next bit four minutes work, chris. to what keep I'm trying it to tell you. this bit isn't gonna work no because you're gonna get way. it over an hour for us and it's gonna be like 45 Absolutely minutes for not. the people there's listening. no way oh no i'm gonna talk for an extra 15 to cover it there's no way that we could ever possibly pad this episode in order to make it over an hour it's gonna be a tight 45 everybody because we're fucking right, well, professionals while you're doing that I'm going to turn off my no headphones, I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to go record our next episode by myself. I mean, you're, we're talking about Shang-Chi, so chances are you're going to have to do that anyway. There is no way that this episode could possibly be any longer or get any tighter, because it is as tight as a snare drum. That's what she said. Absolutely. Nothing we could cut out of this. It is lean like a chicken, my friends. Absolutely. No way that this, what, what, how many minutes are we at? How many minutes are we at?
Uh, he hung up, didn't he? That son of a bitch. Well, this gives me the chance to really say what I've always wanted to say on this podcast that Andrew stopped me from. Let me tell you something about the Jews in Hollywood. And I, no, you're not going to stop me on that one. You were going to let me, you didn't let me go. Are we in over an hour because I really want to stop? No, we're not even close. <laughs> what are we at? Are we at 57? Uh, yeah, we're about to hit 58. I, th- <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like, we're at 54. And I was like, we went backwards? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> oh, fine. Wow. Well, looks like just like my marriage, we're not going to go the distance on this. All right. That's it, everybody. (laughs) She doesn't listen to this shit. Who cares? All right. That's it, everybody. Have you had anything to drink tonight? I've had one hard cider. Okay. I thought you were going to be like, I've had one antifreeze. Does that work? I've heard that works. Uh, If by work you mean it kills you. What did you mean? I meant it kills you. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So it works for me. I heard a thing that if you jam a funnel up your ass and then pour antifreeze into your anus, you get high. Is that true? I love that you're asking me, like, I'm the the expert on shoving funnels up my ass. I mean, I am, but I've never told you about that, so I'm not sure how you know. Well, when you travel in the circles I travel in, word gets round. Yeah, you gotta circle jerk that antifreeze. Where? Right into oblivion? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, that's it. Now I'm hitting stop. All right, ready? One, two, three, and... You didn't make it to an hour. What? How close am I? 20, 23 seconds. 23 seconds? Oh, my God. What am I having sex with this episode? Good Lord. How am I going to make it that long? What the fuck? <laughs> Did I make it? <laughs> Did I... No. Damn it. Damn it. All right. Uh... I can do this. What do I got? I got like 15 seconds left. You just did it. Did I really? No, I didn't. You're full of shit. Yes. No, you're going to make me be like 10 seconds short on purpose. I know it. You're sabotaging me right now. You're 10 seconds ahead. Am I? Yep. I better. No, I think you're lying. I think you're. No, I think you're (laughs) lying. Nah, I think you're lying.